Before we begin, a quick programming note. This is the final episode of our third season, but Family Ghosts will be back with an all-new fourth season this fall. Stay tuned after the episode for details. And if you have a story you'd like to pitch us, please visit our website, familyghostspodcast.com, and click on the link that says Contact. I would also like to personally ask that if you care about the work we do here, and you have the means, please consider becoming a member of our community of supporters on Patreon. It's just $5 a month, and it is a vital part of our ability to keep family ghosts going strong. We call our Patreon supporters kindred spirits, and in addition to the good feeling they hopefully get from supporting our show, kindred spirits also get early access to all of our episodes, hear them ad-free, and they get exclusive bonus episodes that aren't available anywhere else. During our upcoming break between seasons, Kindred Spirits will get a bonus episode of Family Ghosts every month. If you're able, I hope you will join them. Just look for the Patreon link on our website, which again is familyghostspodcast.com. Thanks, everyone. And without further ado, please enjoy the show. Spoke Media. Hello, Ghost Family. Welcome to Family Ghosts. Friends, today we present the finale of our third season. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that we like to try new things in our season finales. And this season finale is no different. We have experimented with a bunch of different storytelling formats on Family Ghosts, and that's intentional. One of the things I've felt very strongly about from the beginning of this show is the idea that, just like no two families are the same, no two episodes of our podcast should sound quite the same. You know that feeling when you first step inside another family's home, and right off the bat, you start to notice things about their space— You might be flooded with the smell of food cooking in their kitchen, or realize that all their blinds are drawn, or that there isn't any art on the walls, or that the fabric on their couches is old and full of ripples and indentations. All of those things give you a clue about the folks whose world you've just entered. And that's why it's important to me that the architecture of our storytelling be fluid and malleable. I want the sound of the episode to feel like the right house for the family whose story we're telling. And so, with that in mind. Up until this point, all the stories we've told on Family Ghosts have been true stories. But today, we're bringing you an episode that's based on a true story. Let me explain. Andrew Chuck is an audio artist here in Brooklyn and a dear friend of mine. And not long ago, Andrew discovered some old tape recordings that his family made. As he listened to them, he was struck by what they captured, these fleeting moments in his family's history that didn't necessarily feel consequential in the moment they occurred, but which, in their own way, somehow also told his family's entire story. There is one story in particular from Andrew's family that he wanted to tell on our show. But for a variety of reasons, telling it the way we usually do didn't feel like the right way to approach it. 
Some of the people involved in the story wouldn't be able or willing to participate. And some parts of the story felt too personal to reveal. So Andrew sat down and wrote something based on the true story of what happened in his family. Now, friends, as you listen to this, it's going to be tempting to try to figure out which character is a stand-in for Andrew and which parts of the story are the ones that really happened. But instead of doing that, I would like to invite you to instead consider what it's like when something scary and messy happens in your family and you feel like it's somehow your job to solve the problem, even if you have no idea where to begin and every single part of you wants to run away and leave that problem behind. And also, what it's like to live in a place where your family's private struggles become fodder for public debate. Those are the questions Andrew wanted to explore when he created this piece, based on that experience of reconnecting with his family's story by listening back to those old tapes. And over the past few months, we've been working with a director and a cast of actors to bring Andrew's vision to life. So, without further ado, I'm going to press play. Okay. Hi, everyone. Um, this is Julian. I am 18 years old. I think I'm the newest member of the church, which is really exciting. Um, and I'm here to start uh, my faith exam. Um, okay, I'll just I'll just read this little. Uh, um, the instruction worksheet so I don't mess up myself. Okay. Greetings, parishioner. This worksheet is meant to guide you through our one-of-a-kind faith exam. This isn't your average exam. It's meant to allow the church to get to know you better. The faith exam is a recording made by you, your family, and friends. Consider it your very own time capsule. <laughs> Uh, your tape will be reviewed by assistant pastor Tim Ringfield and then submitted to our annual tape exchange. There are a couple of rules. Number one, no editing, rewinding, or redoing. We want to get to know you, the real you. Number two, be honest. Number three, have fun. Okay, here it goes. Uh, okay, so uh, it is July 29th, 2005. It's around 6 p.m. I am officially recording. So, exercise A. Question number one. What is your favorite food? I actually love the combination of hot tomato soup with a grilled cheese. And I know that kind of sounds like something um, a child would say, but okay, question number two. Describe your relationship with God. Um, my relationship with God is kind of a new one, but it is awesome, and I'm so glad, and I feel so lucky that, that we have a community. I just feel so guided constantly in every choice that I would have to make. Okay, question number three. 
describe your relationship with your parents. Um, um, well, right now I'm not living with my mom. She, um, she, she actually, my parents were divorced, are divorced. Um, but, but I don't know. Recently I just decided to explore without her. Yeah. What is your greatest strength and your greatest weakness? Okay. My greatest strength, I would say... My greatest strength is that um, I guess I really, I really believe in the goodness of um, other people, and I feel that. I guess sometimes I can feel a little overwhelmed and like, um, and so then I just sort of get scared and and like shut off, and I don't really want to interact in any sort of way. That's a weakness turned flaw. Okay, and last but definitely not least, if you had a talk show, who would your first three guests be? Um, oh my gosh, okay. I think that one guest would be Shirley Temple. Another guest would be, oh, Avril Lavigne, because she's awesome and I really like her music. And she would also be able to be my musical guest. <laughs> My third guest would be, oh gosh, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah? Julian. Yeah? Hi. We're back from the train. Oh, great. Tally and Tyler are bringing some things in and uh, I'm getting dinner going. Okay, I'm, uh, I'll be right out. I'm almost done. What are you doing? Um, yeah, Tim asked me. To do it, it's like um, they give you this recorder and you answer questions about yourself and then everyone listens to it and it's like a way to get to know people in the church. Wow. Brave. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I think so. I'm going to go. Okay. Dinner's burning. Okay. I'll, I will be right out, Andy. Okay. okay. Love you. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um... Uh, all right. Well, that is it for exercise A. I have to sign off now. Um, so this is Julian with my very first faith exam. It is Friday, July 29th, 2005, around 9.30 p.m. I'm going to interview my cousin Tally and her friend Tyler, who are visiting from the city where they go to school. And um, they're just back in Poughkeepsie to visit. Okay. Um, okay, so I'm just gonna... I'm gonna read uh, the just like the little instruction blurb that comes with all of the stuff. Okay, so this is exercise B. This exercise is meant to bring friends closer together. Mm. Ask these questions aloud to one or more friends. <laughs> Please answer all the questions on the worksheet, but allow conversations to flow if that feels right. Mm. And remember, have fun. Bye. Yay. <laughs> um, and then they just end it with a nice quote from the Bible. So this one is, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. 
and that is from John 15:13. John Abel. Oh no, it's Danny Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So, question number 1. Here goes. Describe your relationship with your parents. Um, my mom and I are really close. Um, my dad is dead, so I can't really... Give me an A. Wow. Will the churchgoers give me an A? No, it's not. We don't get graded. It's just, it's just like a nice thing. I am very tired. I am going to bed. Okay. Good night. Good night. Good night. We're just finishing. We're in the up. middle of a very important interview, Mom. Ooh. Very important. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I have some interview questions. Very oh, questions. Oh, yes. Tyler. Yes. Do you have everything you need to go to bed? Yes, I do. Thank you. Including <laughs> your fifth glass of wine. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the last. Oh. No, go ahead. Go, 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 last go. Question, last okay. question. Last chance, darling daughter. Do you. Have any birthday requests? No. I'm going to the mall. No, I love you, but no. Okay, then you're just getting underwear. That's fine. That's I want I want Ooh. a cake made of underwear. I'm tired of trying to please you. <laughs> Big storm. Good night. Good night. Love you. Love okay. You. Okay, so maybe we'll just end it there. Yes, plus you, you were sitting so good. in my thank, bed. Okay, thank Julia. you for answering. This is it for Your exercise B of the faith exam. I'm signing off. <laughs> Goodbye. Good night. It is Saturday, July 30th, 2005. It is a beautiful sunny day. <laughs> Around 11 a.m. We are in my Aunt B's minivan. My awesome minivan. And we are awesome. on our way to the Poughkeepsie Galleria to yes. get my cousin Tally a birthday present for her 22nd birthday. Um, and we are <laughs> continuing our faith exam. Yep. And actually, this mall is where Tim and I had our first date ever. So I can't believe you went on a date to the mall with the pastor. That's just like <laughs> it's so don't say it like my, that. Well, when I was little, the pastors, the priests, they were like old and they had incense no. and they were scary. And okay, well, our church is one. definitely not like that. I'm not. Our church is not like that. It's like a super cool place. Everyone's really nice, and we just hang out and talk and drink coffee and eat donuts and all things that I love talking eating yes. donuts drinking coffee and Tim is not an old priest Great. guy like that he's I'm the, glad he's not old no he's not even the main pastor he's the assistant pastor ah, ah, all right he has room to grow career advancement <laughs> no and he's he's like a few years older than Tally oh, did they go to the same school yeah He's talked about her before. They know. They think they know each other. Add them. We can look them up in the yearbook. Tim, <gasps> it is nice to meet you. Yes. We are going we'll look to you up you in the yearbook. <laughs> well, actually, um, the faith exam was Tim's idea, so it's going to be Tim who is listening and reviewing these tapes. Well, I'm glad that you are interested in our family, Tim. It is exciting and. Uh, mostly I just see you sitting out in front of our house in our, uh, your very, very cool car, by the way. And I, I appreciate that. Would you, I would like to invite you to dinner, Tim. Come in. I make a mean lasagna. So. There. So then you're going to come and the invite has been extended. Wonderful. Okay. All right. All right. So exercise C, interview a mentor or someone you look up to. It can be a family member, fellow parishioner, or a teacher. 
And the quote they give is, iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Proverbs 27, 17. I like that one. Yeah. Um, all right, so I've obviously chosen to interview my Aunt B because she is like a mentor to me. Yes. And uh, just growing up, I always really loved coming over and hanging out with Tally and with B. And she's super awesome. That's true. And really funny. Also true. And um, a great recent roommate of mine. I am. And just really badass. And I have her trapped in this car with me, so she has <laughs> to answer these questions no matter what. That's right. Forced on me. No, I'm happy. I'm happy to do it. I'm very excited. Let's go. Okay. Let's Question number one. Okay. What keeps you inspired? Uh, I am inspired by how hard people try in the world. Like, things happen, they move on, they're resilient, they persevere. That's inspiring to me. Number two, what change do you wish to see in the world? Uh, I wish that everybody, including that guy, would slow down. No, I'm serious though. I do wish that the world would just kind of chill out a little bit, take a breath. Everything is moving very fast, so slowness. Um, number three, what is your greatest strength and your greatest weakness? Oh. Well, my greatest strength is that I'm hilarious, as we have already <laughs> discussed. Uh, and my, my greatest weakness is probably that I, I think about the past too much. I, 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 want, I need to start looking forward more and back less. That's my, yeah. Number four, what is your favorite book? Oh, it's a book on tape. It's, um, tape? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes, get you it's a, a CD. We do. <laughs> uh, my game, uh, Holly Ross's The Deliberate Spirit. I have it in the car. Let's play it. Let's <gasps> yes, play it. Wow. Okay. Memories oh can gosh. be useful. There she is. But only when used intentionally. Otherwise, they will fuel your addiction to dwelling. Now, we all have past trauma that we hold on to subconsciously. But it is those who do not willingly dwell on these memories that are strengthened by the trauma. The what-ifs and the should-haves disappear with the use of willful memories. Willful memories are the most important tool in the, the deliberate, deliberate spirit, spirit toolbox. I'm a little bit of a dork. Yeah. No, it's but I love interesting. it. I know Tally makes fun of me for listening to it. And Tim, maybe you might think that it's a little goofy because you're a pastor and your go-to is the Bible, but I... No, you don't need to address her. I'm sorry. I find her to be helpful. And that's, that's, yeah, it sounds yes. really interesting. Thank you. Question number five. Uh, okay, well, I guess this is a personal question, but um, are you married? And if so, how did you meet your spouse? Yes. Um, sorry. No, 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 no. It's fine. Nobody has just asked me that question in a long time. Yes, I... I still consider myself married. I mean, I'm a widow, but um, I still love your Uncle Greg so much. And so, yeah, I I consider myself married. Okay. Oh. Question number six. Question number six. What is your most sacred personal possession and why? Oh, it's this incredible photograph that I have of your Uncle Greg and Tally. Mm. And it just brings me so much joy to look at that picture and to... I want to see it. I'll show it to you when we get home. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I can't believe I haven't shown it. It's amazing. I'll show it to you. 
Well, we're just pulling up to the mall, but maybe we just have next is a lightning round of questions, so maybe oh, we no, can no, just no, answer no. that. Gotta park, and I gotta run in and pee. I have to pee oh. so bad. Okay. So. All right. Well, then. Uh, okay. So we will continue after our bathroom break. Part two. Okay. <laughs> All right. Family Ghosts will continue in a moment. Spoke Media. Do you smell that? Yes. What does that Familiar make you think of? Smell of Mickey D's. <laughs> Oh, those are memories I love. Yeah. When we would meet you there. You always got a Happy Meal and an extra side of fries. Is that still your thing? Yeah, but my mom always ate my extra side of fries. Yeah, that's true. She was a little... She always did the, like, oh, no, I don't want any fries. Yeah, I'm not going to have any. I always wondered if that was, like, a little plan between the two of you. That, like, no. No. That's so she was a thing that she She does. was stealing your prize. Yeah, always. I know that feeling. I've yeah. stolen a fry or two from Tally in my life. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it's been on this whole time. I thought that I had turned it off. Don't be mad about that. It's a charming little episode. Oh, he is going to be mad because I was supposed to just do a good job at this and present myself in a particular way for the church. Are you okay? Did you turn it off? Recording? It's recording. It's ready. Okay. Okay. It is Saturday, July 30th, 2005, around 5 p.m. I am here with my Aunt B in the kitchen. We just got back from the mall. Uh, um, I'm just going to say a quick sorry for the accidental recording that you may have listened to. Not a big deal. I know. But um, I had a little freak out, but I'm just going to do what Tim always tells me to do, which is stop making it about me. And wow. this is going to be fun. Okay. Okay. Okay, so here is exercise C, part two. The following questions are meant to be answered lightning round style. Excellent. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, question number one. Favorite movie? Uh, Dirty Dancing. And Harold and Maude. Number two, favorite season? June. What? Okay, <laughs> question number three. What aspect of your personality do you think benefits the world most? Um, I think my... Endless joy. Number four, favorite food? Toast. Number five, final question. What has been your biggest challenge? Wow, okay, bringing it a uh, lightning round. I, definitely, I would say uh, Greg's death. Also, I struggle with parallel parking. <laughs> How did Uncle Greg die? It was an accident. For some reason, I thought that it was cancer. Because my, no, my mom never talks about it. No. No, no, he didn't have cancer. Um, so that looks like it's the end of the questions. So I am turning it off. I love you, Julian. Um, it is Sunday morning, July 31st, 2005, 
around 9.30 a.m. I am sitting here with my Aunt B and my cousin Tally. It is her 22nd birthday. Me too. Not 21 anymore. So this is exercise D of the faith exam. Um, okay. Uh, okay, so this is just the little... Okay. Blurb that Listen, you're says. gonna survive. It could be fun. Okay, right? it's I'm like, sorry. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Life. Okay, exercise D. The final and perhaps most important exercise of the faith exam. Excellent. Our congregation believes in the healing power of gratitude. In this section, you and your family will go in a circle and record five things you are thankful to God for. And then the end quote is. Give thanks to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Psalm 105. Amen. And French toast is good. So I'm going to put this between all of us so you can hear us. And there we go. Okay. Who wants to go first? I'd like to go first. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, Number one, I am very grateful for my beautiful daughter, Tally, and her uh, very shiny disposition this morning. Mm, I'm glowing. Listen, I love you. I'm incredibly proud of you. And this life that we have built together is amazing. Wow. I can feel life draining out of me. Okay, stop it. (laughs) Number two, (laughs) Julian, I am very grateful that you are here living with me. It's been incredible to get to know you and it just keeps unfolding and you are a wonder and a surprise and I love you. Wow. I love you. Uh, number three, I am grateful for this brunch. Here, and here. I am now stating for the record Very that delicious. we need to do this every year on each of our birthdays. Yes. <gasps> Next year yeah. in New York. Number four is I am grateful for my sister. I really, I miss your mom. Seeing you, having you here makes me miss your mom. Uh, and I'm really grateful for Tyler, and I'm really sorry that he's not here. I think of him as being part of our, like, weird little family, and uh, emphasis on the weird. I'm sorry he had to leave and that things are hard for him at home. I, he has really gotten to be, like, a handsome. He's very cute. Well, you said that with a lot of... Okay, I'm gonna I, keep going. I just mean, like, you know, like a mother would say, like, going. what a handsome young man. He's also gay, so you're barking up the wrong tree. I'm gonna keep going. And wedding and bells say are not ringing. My five. Yes, go ahead. Things. Okay, so five things that I'm grateful for. Number one would definitely, I have to start, it would be Tim, hmm. because had it not been for Tim, and meeting him, I would never have come back to Poughkeepsie. And Thank you, you have introduced me to such an incredible community at the church. And I'm really looking forward to hanging out with some of your friends tomorrow after church and getting donuts, Ooh. dipping them in coffee, which, Whoa. as you know, I am new to coffee and I really like oh, it Jesus, a lot. Good luck. Raging. Um, and. <clears throat> You know Tim. You guys went to high school together. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. I just, I wasn't sure if you oh, knew it was the same no, person. I, I know Tim Ringfield. I know. Actually, I, know. I think yes. that this is the perfect time for um, a very important announcement. Um, uh, I just want to say that Tim and I are 
engaged, we're gonna get married. Really soon, actually. Let me see your finger. What? <laughs> what? What? Mom, she's joking. She's not she, No, I'm not joking. I'm really serious. Really? I just wanted to tell you because wow. Tim is listening, obviously, so oh. I wanted all oh. of us. Do, do you so, are you do, serious? Do you have yeah, a ring? Yeah, so say hi because... Is that... We don't need a ring because we oh. are and we love oh. each other. Are you serious? I'm, yes. And I just was waiting for a time when all three of us were together wow. because I wanted to tell uh, you that's at the same incredible. time. When did this happen? Uh, like last week. Seriously? Um, Am I the only one here who thinks this is just a little bit... You know, I don't really care that there's an age difference between me and Tim because... I'm sure he doesn't either. Because we meet on a different level than that. And I'm wise beyond my years. I mean, it's exciting. Does your mom know? No, Do I wanted know? to tell you guys first. Well, we are. You've been dating for like, what? Months? Yeah. I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry, Tim, if I'm ruining this. I'm just saying this is a little. When okay. we're done with the faith exam, we'll come back to the big news and, you know, we'll keep All right. So, um, I actually, can I, can I do mine? I want to yes. be grateful. Yes, please. I'm I'm still super grateful for Tyler because he is one of those friends that you need when you're going through a big change and a rough time. Um, like, I don't know. Like if you, if you went to my high school and you dealt with the people that I was dealing with when I was there and you had to hear every day people bullying you because your dad died. And maybe one person who would say things like your dad killed himself on purpose. Yeah. Why didn't you tell me that someone okay. It's fine. No, you Julian's never getting married to this. You never told me about this. Who would do that? That is like a so maybe I should hideous. I don't want to be Holly Ross right now. All right, like listen, that is on. just a little bit mean. Okay. Maybe, please. Julian, I don't would you mind. Our story continues after the break. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for welcoming me here. Um, I'm Tim. I know some of you. Uh, I'd like to know all of you. Somebody was asking the other day what our church is like. And I said, um, well, they keep me busy. <laughs> never, never can, uh, you know, it's always easy to find something to talk about with you guys. And, uh, and not only that, but also um, a really handsome bunch. And uh, I can see, you know, I don't know if that's just because of the season and you guys are going on vacation, so you're getting your hair done and all sorts of things. Um, but one thing that I have noticed in my own family, and maybe it's the case for yours, is these summer months can bring out some simmering tension 
is that might uh, you know, be below the surface the rest of the year. I don't know if that's because of the temperature or the long car rides or going to see the in-laws <laughs> or the family. These moments when these tensions arise to the top and turn into arguments and bickering and shouting. Something I want to teach you guys. Can I share a little bit? Uh, can I share a little bit about my faith with you guys? I'm going to read you a, a verse from the Bible. If you got a Bible, Rudy, can you see it? Okay, you got one. Okay. Now this is God's word. This is literally from the Bible. I'm not making this up. This is Timothy, my favorite saint, <laughs> chapter two. Verse 23. And this is one of my favorite Bible verses, and this is something that I think about a lot, and I've especially been thinking about it in this, this summer season when we're with our families. So listen up, all of you. <laughs> Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments. Foolish and stupid arguments. Do you have one of those this week? I know I have. Because you know they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant, thats I see a whole room full of Lord's servants out here. The Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone. Able to teach, not resentful. Now, able to teach. What does that mean? You can understand that. Does anyone, did anyone not understand that? Um, I'm going to give you an example uh, with my fiance. She's looking out here right now. Don't worry, I'm not going to embarrass you. Um, so we were having an argument. It was about, you know, it was one of these uh, foolish, stupid arguments like the Bible was just talking about. And uh, it was about money. Knowing her, isn't that how it usually goes with couples? Not everyone, not everyone, but in my... So we're going back and forth. We're bickering. She's telling me this. She's blah, blah, blah. I, I thought about this first, Timothy, and I thought, what am I missing here? Why am I not getting through to her? And I realized it was because this was a moment that I could use to teach her. I told her, look, I work so hard for this money that you're out spending. And I broke down her family finances for her. I showed her my accounts. I showed her my pay stubs. I took her through everything. You know, instead of asking her to take my word for it, I said, let me show you these things. And she looked at me and said, Tim, honestly, I had no idea. And she understood. Now, I don't know if she got all the numbers, per se. <laughs> but she got the general idea. And so you see what I did is I took this moment that could have been a quarrel, could have been an opportunity to not be kind to someone, and I turned it into a teachable moment. And I want you all to think about when you leave here today and go to the lake or the beach or grandma's, when you feel yourself getting dragged into one of these pointless arguments, how can I turn this into a moment that will bring us all closer together and closer to God? Now, I, I've been reading to you guys from the Bible. Those are the words, that's God's word. 
sometimes people get up here and they say a bunch of things that they're thinking that week and you know it's not always too well thought out but I, this is this is i'm reading right out of the bible you know this is just this is maintenance for the soul you know this is what i want you guys to work on no mystery this is god's word and if you follow god's word surprise good things will happen to you and look where i am i'm the living proof i'm up here i've got my beautiful fiance got a beautiful congregation out here beautiful car just ran a marathon last week got my health there's no secret to it, you know? I, I just, I follow the rules. That's what this is. That's what I'm holding right here. This is the rule book. And all these problems I'm talking about, whether it's, you know, on vacation with your family or at grandma's, you may think that it's unsurmountable and you'll never get through it. But one thing I can tell you is that if God brings you to something, he'll bring you through it. I can't think of a single exception. If God brings you to it, God will bring you through it. All right, I'm going to let you get out of here and into the sun. Uh, before you guys go, I'm just going to, one reminder, next week is the block party. You've got it all on your calendars, but it's finally happening. And there's going to be a bake sale, barbecue, bingo, prizes, raffles. I'm going to be on the dunk tank, apparently. I just heard that today. But uh, we're going to be having the faith exam tape exchange. So everybody, please finish up your tapes this week. It's really important we all exchange them. And I'm going to be listening to every single one of them. So... Please, please make them good. <laughs> All right, well, I'll see you guys next week. And have fun out there. Be safe. Teach. It is Sunday, July 31st, 2005, um, around 11 a.m. And I'm just waiting outside of the church. Uh, when you grow up. Um, and I hope that you... Have fun celebrating with your friends. And don't worry about it. We'll get donuts later. Uh, I can't wait till I'm 21 so that I can come out with you all. Uh, it occurred to me that this is the end of my faith exam. So I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's listening for, for welcoming me into the church community. It's really changed my life. And I'm sorry for some of the recordings if, um, oh, and my Aunt B is here, so I'm going to go. But uh, I'll see you all soon. Bye. We'll be right back.
It's still Sunday. Uh, I know I said that my faith exam was over, but my Aunt B wanted to go back to one of the questions um, and revise her answer. So we're going to do that. Okay, so I have been kind of dwelling on some of my answers, and I wanted to go back so that I could be a little bit more honest and intentional. Um, <clears throat> when you asked the question, what was one of your biggest challenges in life? Mm -hmm. And I said that, of course, you know, I've already been through one of the biggest challenges anyone can face, which is losing my husband, which was a devastating thing. But as I've been thinking about it, uh, another part of that challenge that's sort of ongoing and seems to never end is that I have to try to get the rest of the world to understand who he really was. What does that mean? Um, well, he was really complicated. And what do you remember about him? Um, he was like a real goofball. Yeah. And it was a good ball. He'd always play with me and Tally a lot. He would do that, yeah. He'd teach us a lot of games. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was always making up games. You know, he loved playing with you guys so much. You know, and he we'd have nothing to play with, and he'd still like figure out a way to make up a game out of like a shoebox and a piece of string, you know. But then he would get, like, obsessed with the game, and he would play it over and over and over again and make the rules more complicated and more intense. And, and then if he couldn't win the game, then he'd end up being so pissed. Did you know that Greg was an addict? Like an alcoholic? Yeah. Other things, too. No. no. I mean, no, my mom never told me that. Okay, uh, that's a bummer. Um, well, do you remember when he was in that bad car accident? Yeah. Yeah, so it was, he was in a car accident with this really old man, and the old man probably shouldn't have still been driving a car, and they got in the accident, and the old man died, and it just destroyed Greg. You know, it just, it was terrible, and it just, sent him spiraling into this depression and he had all this pain in his back from the accident and so you know he hadn't had a drink in so long it had been such a long time he'd been sober and we were all so proud of him and then he starts taking these pain medication and all of a sudden now that's his new addiction he's addicted to these pain pills and i don't understand how did he die He took too many pills for his pain and he didn't wake up. He overdosed. How come nobody's ever told me this? Like, my mom didn't tell me, you didn't tell me, nobody treats me like I'm a grown-up and that I can handle. First of all, it's totally not okay that we're doing this so that everyone can hear it. No, 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 leave it on. Something that people no, need I to be I want to leave it on. I want to leave it on. Just leave it where... I think if we're going to be honest about it, let's be honest about it. Let's just put it out there, okay? I have spent so much time trying to convince this town that Greg was more than just the way he died. Here's that picture from earlier. With Greg laying in the grass and 
Tally's on his stomach and they're looking up at the sky. That was her first birthday. He didn't, Greg didn't get to have times like that when he was a kid. His parents were horrible. I mean, they beat the shit out of him and he survived that. And then we come to Poughkeepsie and he's just sort of this weirdo and he's totally misunderstood. And Tally ended up hating Poughkeepsie because Poughkeepsie didn't like her dad. And since he died, I have had to just put endless faith and love into Tally. We've had to tell each other everything. So then today to find out at brunch that all through school, all through high school, that she was bullied because her father was an addict. That made me so angry. And then to realize you are engaged to that bully. What? And he is listening. <sighs> You're gonna have to talk to Tally. Yeah, I will. I'm gonna really talk to her. I will. These past couple of days that we've been doing this faith exam, it had me thinking so much about faith and what it is. And I don't think that it's this just blind devotion to one person. I think that it's about the things that happen between people, that it's strengthened by the honesty and the hard time not being able to find the right words and getting through that. I love you. I, mean, I just, I, I obviously had no idea about any of this. You know. And I love you and Tally. I would never do anything that would hurt you guys. I know, we love you too. I know what it's like to love somebody that other people don't understand and who's really flawed. You're gonna figure this out. It's gonna be okay. And um, hi Tim. Uh, just wanna say that you're Invitation to dinner still stands. Listen, I have fucked up a lot in my life too. And I, I wasn't always this sort of Holly Ross lady, believe me. And if we're gonna be a family together, we're gonna have to move past this so that it's not awkward. Are you okay? No, I don't think so. I'm sorry. Maybe we should just try to shift, get some food, maybe have a donut. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Give up. Give me, give me a hug. I love you. I love you. Okay, now turn off the damn microphone. <laughs> we'll figure out what you're going to do with the tape later.
Family Ghosts is hosted and produced by me, Sam Dingman, with Vera Carruthers, Soraya Shockley, Sally Helm, Odelia Rubin, Jenna Hannum, and Janiel Kastner. The Faith Exam was created, written, and edited by Andrew Chug and is dedicated to his siblings, Marie, Joseph, and Benjamin. It was cast and directed by Christina Russos. Our cast was Elizabeth Kenny as B, Ariel Goldman as Julian, Ashley Morton as Tally, Greg Herman as Tim, and Alex Gould as Tyler. It was produced by Samaya Adams and executive produced by me. Special thanks to Sarah Rose Siskind, Maura Lynch, Sam Pettibone, and Jordan Bell for their guidance and support. Extra special thanks to the entire team at Gilded Audio, who have contributed their hard work in many ways to this project. More of Andrew's work can be found at his company's website, gildedaudio.org, and more info about director Christina Russos' work can be found at www.christinarussos.com. I'll put those links in the show notes for you. Our story editor is Michaela Bly, and our production assistant is Julia Press. This episode was mixed by Evan Arnett. Our theme music is by Luis Guerra. Executive producers for season three are myself, along with Keith Reynolds and Aliyah Tavakolian at Spoke Media. Special thanks, as always, to the Kindred Spirits, our supporters on Patreon, who help make our work possible. In addition to ad-free episodes and exclusive bonus content, Kindred Spirits have already heard this episode. They get to listen to everything we make before anyone else. And this week, they're getting a special bonus episode featuring a conversation with Andrew, the creator of The Faith Exam. If you'd like to hear that, along with the special extras that accompany all of our episodes, plus monthly bonus episodes during our break between seasons, please consider becoming a member of the Kindred Spirits for just $5 a month at patreon.com familyghosts. Now, friends, as I mentioned at the top, this is the finale of our third season, but Family Ghosts will be back this fall with an all-new fourth season. We'll be announcing the official launch date soon right here in the feed. And in the meantime, if you have a story you'd like to pitch us, we want to hear it. Visit our website at familyghostspodcast.com and click on the link that says Contact. Thank you all so much for listening to our show. We'll be back in your headphones before too long, right here on Family Ghosts, where every house is haunted. You're listening to WALT. Homemade Radio.